Chapter Forty Three of the Headless Horseman. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Kamna. The Headless Horseman: A Strange Tale of Texas by Maine Reed. Chapter Forty Three: The Cup and the Jar. Once more the Mustanger's hut. Once more his henchman, astride of a stool in the middle of the floor. Once more his hound lying astretch upon the skin-covered hearth, with snout half buried in the cinders. The relative positions of the man and the dog are essentially the same as when seen on a former occasion. Their attitudes almost identical. Otherwise, there is a change in the picture since last painted, a transformation at once striking and significant. The horse-hide door, standing ajar, still hangs upon its hinges, and the smooth coats of the wild steeds shine lustrously along the walls. The slab table too is there: the trestle bedstead, the two stools, and the shake-down of the servitor. But the other chattels, wont to be displayed against the skin tapestry, are either out of sight or displaced. The double gun has been removed from its rack. The silver cup, hunting horn, and dog call are no longer suspended from their respective pegs. The saddle, bridles, ropes, and serapes are unslung, and the books, ink, pens, and papetry have entirely disappeared. At first sight, it might be supposed that Indians have paid a visit to the jacale and pillaged it of its penates, but no. Had this been the case. Felim would not be sitting so unconcernedly on the stool, with his carroty scalp still upon his head. Though the walls are stripped, nothing has been carried away. The articles are still there, only with a change of place, and the presence of several corded packages lying irregularly over the floor, among which is the leathern portmanteau, proclaims the purpose of this transposition. Though a clearing out has not been made. It is evident that one is intended. In the midst of the general displacement, one piece of plenishing was still seen in its accustomed corner—the demijohn. It was seen by Felim oftener than any other article in the room. For no matter in what direction he might turn his eyes, they were sure to come around again to that wicker-covered vessel that stood so temptingly in the angle. Ach, me jewel. Is there yes are? He said, apostrophizing the demijohn for about the twentieth time. Wid more than two quarters have thy crather inside your beautiful belly, and not doing ye a bit av good neither. If the tenth part av it was inside of me, it would have been a moity benefit to me intestines. Trap would be the same, wouldn't it, Tara? On hearing his name pronounced, the dog raised his head and looked inquiringly around to see what was wanted of him. Perceiving that his human companion was but talking to himself, he resumed his attitude of repose. "Fakes, I don't want any answer to that, old boy. It's meself that knows it without tellin'. I hope have a good glass of that same poteen would do me, and I daren't touch a drop after what." The master said to me about it. After all that packing too, till me throat to stick into me tongue as if I had been trying to swallow a pitch plaster. Soul, it's a shame, have Master Morris, to make me promise against touchin' the drink, 
especially when it's not going to be wanted didn't he say he wouldn't stay more than one night when he come back here ain't sure he won't consume two quarts in one night unless that old sinner stump comes along with him bad luck to his greedy gut he gets more of the nongolai than the master himself there's one consolation and thank the lord for it we're going back to the old sad and the old place at ballybalgar won't i have a skinful when i get there have the stale stuff too instead of this american rotgut hooch hoop hooroo the thought of it is enough to sit a man mad with delight hooch hoop hooroo tossing his wide awake up among the rafters and clutching it as it came down again the excited galwegan several times repeated his ludicrous shibboleth then becoming tranquil he sate for a while in silence his thoughts dwelling with pleasant anticipation on the joys that awaited him at ballyballag they soon reverted to the objects around him more especially to the demijohn in the corner on this once more his eyes became fixed in a gaze in which increasing covetousness was manifestly visible a rummy jewel said he again apostrophizing the vessel you're extremely beautiful to look at that same you are sure now yours won't till upon me if, if i gave yous a trifle of a kiss ye wouldn't be the traitor to betray me one smack only there can be no harm in that Truth, i don't think the master'd mind it when he thinks at the trouble i've had with this packin and the dry dust getting down me throat sure he didn't mean me to keep that promise for this time which differs entirely from all the rest by reason of our going away a dry flittin they say makes a short sittin i'll tell the master that when he comes back and sure it'll pacify him besides there's another excuse he's all have tin hours beyond this time and i'll say i took a thrifflin drop to keep me from thinking long for him sure you won't say a word about it be saint patrick i'll take a smell at that demijan and trust a good luck for the wrist lie down tara i'm not a-goin out the staghound had risen seeing the speaker step towards the door but the dumb creature had misinterpreted the purpose which was simply to take a survey of the path by which the jacare was approached and make sure that his master was not likely to interrupt him in his intended dealings with the demijohn becoming satisfied that the coast was clear he glided back across the floor uncorked the jar and raising it to his lips swallowed something more than a trifling drop of its contents then putting it back in its place he returned to his seat on the stool after remaining quiescent for a considerable time he once more proceeded to soliloquize now and then changing his speech to the apostrophic form tara and the demijohn being the individuals honoured by this discourse in the name of all the angels and the devils to boot i wonder what's keeping the master he said be here by eight at the clock in the morning and it's now good six in the afternoon if there's any truth in a tixis son sure there's something detaining him don't you think so tara this time tara did vouchsafe the affirmative sniff having poked his nose too far into the ashes be the powers then i hope it's no harm that's befallen him if there has old dog for what you'd become if you and me there might be no bally balag for miney a month to come unless we could pay our passage with these thrups of the masters the drinking cup real silver it is would cover the whole expense of the voyage be japers now that it strikes me i never had a drink out of that purty little vessel i'm sure the liquor must taste sweeter that way does it i wonder trot now that's just the time to try
saying this he took the cup out of the portmanteau in which he had packed it and once more uncorking the demijohn poured out a portion of its contents of about the measure of a wine-glass full quaffing it off at a single gulp he stood smacking his lips as if to assure himself of the quality of the liquor so i don't know that it does taste better said he still holding the cup in one hand and the jar in the other after all i think it's sweeter out of the demijohn itself that is as far as i can remember but it isn't given the goblet fair play it's so long since i had the jar to me mouth and i most forgot how it tasted that way i could till better if i tried them together i'll do that before i decide the demijohn was now raised to his lips and after several glucks was taken again away then succeeded a second series of smacking in true connoisseur fashion with the head held reflectingly steadfast truth and i'm wrong again said he accompanying the remark with another doubtful shake of the head altogether ashtray it's sweeter from the silver or is it only me imagination that's saving me it's worth while to make sure and i can only do that by tasting another trifle out of the cup that would be given fair play to both of the vessels for i have drunk twice from the jar and only once from the silver fair play's a jewel all the world over and there's no reason why this beautiful little mug shouldn't be treated as decently as that big basket of a jar be japers but it shall do the cup was again called into requisition and once more a portion of the contents of the demijohn were transferred to it to be poured immediately after down the insatiable throat of the unsatisfied connoisseur whether he eventually decided in favour of the cup or whether he retained his preference for the jar it is not known after the fourth potation which was also the final one he appeared to think he had tasted sufficiently for the time and laid both vessels aside instead of returning to his stool however a new idea came across his mind which was to go forth from the hut and see whether there was any sign to indicate the advent of his master come tara cried he striding towards the door let us step up to the bluff beyond and take a look over the big plain if master's come in at all he should be in sight by this come along ye old dog master morris'll think all the better of us for being a little uneasy about his getting back taking the path through the wooded bottom with the staghound close at his heels the galwegan ascended the bluff by one of its sloping ravines and stood upon the edge of the upper plateau from this point he commanded a view of a somewhat sterile plain that stretched away eastward more than a mile from the spot where he was standing the sun was on his back low down on the horizon but shining from a cloudless sky there was nothing to interrupt his view here and there a stray cactus plant or a solitary stem of borsint yucca raised its hirsute form above the level of the plain otherwise the surface was smooth and a coyote could have not crossed it without being seen beyond in the far distance could be traced the darker outline of trees where a tract of chaparral or the wooded selvage of a stream stretched transversely across the lano the galwegan bent his gaze over the ground in the direction in which he expected his master should appear and stood silently watching for him ere long his vigil was rewarded a horseman was seen coming out from among the trees upon the other side and heading towards the alamo he was still more than a mile distance but even at that distance the faithful servant could identify his master 
the striped serape of brilliant hues a true Navajo blanket which maurice was accustomed to take with him when travelling was not to be mistaken it gleamed gaudily under the glare of the setting sun its bands of red white and blue contrasting with the sombre tints of the sterile plain Felim only wondered that his master should have it spread over his shoulders on such a sultry evening instead of folded up and strapped to the cantle of his saddle trap tara it looks queer doesn't it it's hard enough to roast a steak upon these stones and yet the master don't seem to think so i hope he hasn't caught a cold from staying in that close crib at old duffer's tavern it wasn't fit for a pig to dwell in our own shanty's a splendid parlour to it the speaker was for a time silent watching the movements of the approaching horseman by this time about half a mile distant and still drawing nearer when his voice was put forth again it was in a tone altogether changed it was still that of surprise with an approach towards merriment but it was mirth that doubted of the ludicrous and seemed to struggle under restraint mother of moses cried he what can the master's mane not content with having the blanket upon his shoulders be japers he's got it over his head he's playing us a trick tara he wants to give you and me a surprise he wants to have a joke against us so but it's square anyhow it looks as if he's had no head in fact does it Ach, what can it mean be the holy virgin it's enough to frighten one if they didn't know it was the master is it the master be the powers it's too short for him the head saint patrick preserve us where is it it can't be smothered up in the blanket there's no shape there but jesus there's something wrong what does it mean tara the tone of the speaker had again undergone a change it was now close bordering upon terror as was also the expression of his countenance the look and attitude of the staghound were not very different he stood a little in advance half cowering half inclined to spring forward with eyes glaring wildly while fixed upon the approaching horseman now scarce two hundred yards from the spot as felm put the question that terminated his last soliloquy the hound gave out a lugubrious howl that seemed intended for an answer then as if urged by some canine instinct he bounded off towards the strange object which puzzled his humane companion and was equally puzzling him rushing straight on he gave utterance to a series of shrill yelps far different from the soft sonorous baying with which he was accustomed to welcome the coming home of the mustanger if felim was surprised at what he had already seen he was still further astonished by what now appeared to him as the dog drew near still yelping as he ran the blood bay which the ex-groom had long before identified as his master's horse turned sharply around and commenced galloping back across the plain while performing the wheel felim saw or fancied he saw that which not only astounded him but caused the blood to run chill through his veins and his frame to tremble to the very tips of his toes it was a head that of a man on horseback but instead of being in its proper place upon his shoulders it was held in the rider's hand just behind the pommel of the saddle as the horse turned side towards him felim saw or fancied he saw the face ghastly and covered with gore half hidden behind the shaggy hair of the holster he saw no more in another instant his back was turned towards the plain and in another he was rushing down the ravine as fast as his enfeebled limbs would carry him End of chapter forty three